0: Hi, I'm Rosemary Armeo, and this is An Armeo on the Brink, Chapter 1.5. I need to thank all of you who listened to our initial podcast, and especially those of you who wrote or called or otherwise let me know what you found right and wrong about it. And we listen to what you found wrong. We have uh, fixed the audio, we're looking at new music. I am trying to speak more slowly so you can understand me and introduce each of the panelists so that you can figure out who is talking. And I'm hoping that you will write to me after this chapter and tell me that you have seen all the improvements. This is a really good chapter. Uh, Our speakers today are two people, amazing journalists. I worked with them years ago at the Baltimore Sun. Like me, they've moved on to new careers uh, outside of print journalism. Uh, The first is Candy Thompson who uh, was an, a reporter, editor, spent decades at the Baltimore Sun, then became a spokesperson for the Maryland State Parks and Game Wardens. She is um, witty, foul-mouthed. She won a First Amendment case that gave her the right to call a politician, a get this, asshat. Uh, and it was quite lively. Uh, she has had an encounter with Mike Tyson, she's covered five Olympics. And she is now based up in Cape Cod and writing pol- political columns for her local small town newspaper. Our second panelist will be Joel McCord. We all work together in the Anne Arundel Bureau of the Baltimore Sun. He also was at the Baltimore paper for decades, left it and then moved into radio uh, he was a reporter and various other jobs, up to and including news director for the NPR station, public radio station in Baltimore, WYPR. He's also an awesome trumpet player. In fact, he would rather be playing small jazz or big band music right now rather than doing this. But we've, um, coerced them both to come on, I don't pay panelists, I understand that's the way we do it in radio now. So these are free, but still very free willing speakers. And so they're the people I've asked to come and talk with us today about three topics that we've selected. The first one kind of selected us. It's all anybody is talking about and will be for some time. And that's looming war. We are on the brink of war in the Middle East. Uh, Candy, let's start with you. Um, What do you think of President Biden going to Israel? That was unusual. What do you think of the position the United States has taken? Where's this all headed?
1: Well, I have to say I was impressed that he went just as I was impressed that he went to Ukraine. Um, I think that's that's what a good leader does. Um, I think, uh, you know, a leader leads and a leader leads from the front. I know Obama Obama was famous for one time saying you can lead from the rear. I think it was Obama. Anyway, I don't think you can lead from the rear. Certainly not with a, a region that's already very touchy. On the brink, as you said, on the brink of war. I think it needed something dramatic. I think it needed a good old wise hand, who you know, who is well versed in in foreign policy. I think the team of Biden and Blinken has been really on target. Um, I think that the two of them have done extraordinary things. And, um, you know, and I hope they can keep it up. I mean, I hope they get the backing. I hope that uh, Congress, whenever it gets its act back together again, will act decisively. You know, I hope the president's speech to the nation will uh, be one of those things that, that is galvanizing. And, you know, certainly his speeches to date on these issues of, um, of the Middle East have been really
0: they had real moral clarity to them. Yeah, one more question before I move on to Joel. You talked yeah. about the politicians, how did the media, has the media done covering uh, this conflagration? <laughs>
1: I hate what the media has done. I mean, I don't even know where you to begin. It's To me, it's 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 a really weird situation in that you've got two countries taking out ads on social media I mean, I was just reading a political story that was saying that the Israeli Defense Force has taken out, you know, 30, 40, 50 ads on social media to do their point. You know, Hamas has certainly worked the the crowd pretty well. And we have a, a, a bunch of journalists who just can't stop, say, what do we know? What don't we know? And where are we going? So it's really hard for people to. To know who to listen to, because you know you've got you've you've got big examples. You've got the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal all having to walk back or slyly walk back instead of being upfront about okay. Right. We may rush this. They just change the headline and change the story. Right. And if you're not paying serious attention, you, you get lost really quickly. I mean, I'm retired and I can follow it, but if you're somebody who Listens on the way to work, goes to work, listens on the way home. The whole day can change, and you have no idea how we got from morning to
0: tonight. It's really true. Joel, what's your take on all of this, or any and, of this?
2: You know, Candy, Candy hit a whole lot of the the same points that that I had thought of. That you know, the the trip to Israel. Outside of the danger factor, should a president put himself in that kind of in that kind of danger? Um, it it showed true leadership, and and um, it showed the president of the U.S. engaged in supporting Israel, which in the in the U.S. is 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 always good politics. It, you know, there are Palestinians here in the U.S. and others who probably don't approve, but really not enough of them to hurt him in, say, November of 2024. So, um, and keep in mind, he did manage to convince uh, the Israelis to at least allow some humanitarian aid into the Palestinians, all of which is a good thing. Um, as far as the media coverage goes, it, it has been scary who knows what to believe anymore you know mm-hmm. you, you go with that somebody who ran, i even forget who ran with that i forget that's part of the later in the show <laughs> <laughs> who ran with that story about the beheaded babies oh
0: um, right that was that was killer i i um, use that in journalism classes
2: right unbelievable it was just and when you have the When you have Hamas and the Israeli government both using social media promote, to promote their, their, uh, their points and, and their sides of the story, who are you going to believe? I don't know. You know, it, I have a rule for myself. If it's on social media, take it with a humongous grain of salt and go find yourself another source of information because it's very likely to be not exactly true.
0: Yeah, I I agree with a lot of your saying I'm going to be a little more critical of Biden than you are. I'm kind of horrified that the United States signed up to whatever Israel wants. They were the victims of unspeakable evil. That's my cuckoo clock. Maybe it's an opinion about me. Um, We are going to sign on to anything they want and we'll send weapons and, and, and extra arms, whatever you need. And what they want, what they have projected that they're going to do is, to me, genocide. They have a densely populated area with no egress right now. I guess they're still working on that. And they're saying, just move or we're going to like plow right through you. I'm sorry, that is the definition of genocide. Why is the U.S. signing on to that? I'm horrified by it. I don't like Hamas, but Hamas is not the Palestinians. And there are other ways to deal with the terrorism of Hamas then going in and wiping out thousands of Palestinians who have been putting up with unbelievable oppression and apartheid in this area since 1948 this is not to say that israel doesn't have a right to exist i certainly do not think that i would never say it even if i did in america but For us not to recognize, to even listen to their narrative is horrible to me. I understand the progressives in the Democratic Party being upset with Joe Biden for this. I think he tried to walk it back a little during his visit. But he's going to bring 20 trucks into uh, Gaza for these millions of people who are now facing bombardment, 6,000 bombs a week from Israel. Doesn't seem right to me. And as for the media, yeah, I am horrified by journalists who should know better who should know how the fog of war and the impulse to tell your story to try to win in words is working. So you come out with a story that says there are beheaded babies. That's like no name attached to it. No name. The only source is the Israeli Defense Force. Doesn't that give you some qualm? And instead, it's, it's still everywhere, even now that it's been debunked. When Israeli government itself has said no, that didn't really happen. There were other atrocities. Don't get me wrong, but not the headed babies. And they're still promoting it. It as if it's as if the reporters are a bunch of uh, sports guys covering a team and they're cheering for one side or the other, and that ruins your 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 credibility, your your skepticism. So with this hospital thing, oh my god, we still don't know. But at least now it's being reported in the right right way, which is we're looking at the evidence we still don't know which side it is that did this
2: and that that goes to candy's point about the new york times the washington post and the wall street journal having to walk back headlines Yep. you know the israelis bombed the hospital well maybe it wasn't the israelis after all we don't know we're checking into it i
1: I agree with so much of what you've said i mean i do like the fact that biden said palestinians aren't hamas i think that's like key to most of America is just you have to keep saying that. Yeah, my favorite quote so far has been from Human Rights Watch, and I, I wrote it down You do not get to target civilians because somebody else targeted civilians. It's not reciprocal because your obligations are to the civilians. It's not a deal between fighters, it's a deal with
0: humanity, and that speaks to me. Any final thoughts? Where where do you think we're going to be a week from now?
2: How do we know? Uh, you know, uh, Hezbollah and the and the Israeli military have been trading tit for tat shots across the northern border. When wow. in, when Israel launches its uh, attack, um, are the is Hezbollah going to come across the north and fa- force them into a uh, into into a two front war? who knows and you know, will there be peace talks i'm not holding my breath for some time how do you yeah. how do you ha- have peace talks with with a nation that that bombs and strafed your country indiscriminately kept killing thousands shutting off su- supplies of food and food and fuel and and or on the other hand how do you have peace talks with with some political entity that invaded your nation and killed civilians, took old people and children as hostages. Yeah, um, it's going. It's it's going to be really difficult.
0: Yep. The only person happy right now, is Vladimir Putin. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And our Mail on the Brink is brought to you by Pine Valley Press, a Williamstown, Massachusetts-based music publishing company, and by Peacock Pots. Check out their handcrafted pottery coming soon at PeacockPots.com.
0: I want to turn our attention now to the uh, other side of the ocean, to the United States, to Washington, D.C. It's not warfare in the hot sense of the Middle East, but there's continuing problems in the House of Representatives. Got to talk about it. What is going on with the the Republicans in the House of Representatives, Joel? You covered legislature for a long time. Well,
2: you know, and and I've been thinking about this. What happened to the Republican Party that I covered in, in the Maryland General Assembly? I mean, those guys were conservatives. But but they weren't crazy. They weren't <laughs> they, they weren't performance artists. They actually were trying to further their points of view. They were trying to do what they thought they should do for their constituents. Um, and and then you turn around and look at the likes of Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and and Jim Jordan in Congress, and and you just can't figure out. What happened to the Republican Party that I used to know?
0: Yeah, no these resemblance. Guys,
2: you know, my, my sister, who lives in Pennsylvania, says these are the guys that make her embarrassed to be a Republican.
0: <laughs> Candy, do you think, do by buy the Republican point of view that Democrats have some responsibility? Well, Republicans, say they have all the blame, but that they have any responsibility for the mess that we are now confronting?
1: I don't buy it. You know, while Jim Jordan, I'm sorry, while Kevin McCarthy was trying so hard to be speaker, he essentially pulled the handgun out of the safe, <laughs> loaded the handgun, took the safety off, handed it to Matt Gates, and he's shocked it that Matt Gates used it on him. Um, you know, and now you've got Jim Jordan, who sort of in his backwards way, going from 20 opponents to now 22 opponents to who knows how many, if he ever has another vote. It reminds me of that line in National Lampoon Vacation. Sure, you hate him now, but just wait till you get to know him. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's like, holy cow. So, what? Well, I mean, to cut to the chase, we have a GOP that can't get it together, a GOP that won't work with Democrats, a GOP that, as Trump said, is eating each other, and somehow it's the Democrats' fault, you
0: know, that that dog don't hunt. Well, it is true that the Democrats could have kept Kevin McCarthy in, and we would not be facing a situation where there's possible nuclear war. Nuclear world war is not impossible right now, and we don't have a a legislature, a Congress, that can do a thing about it. Not one thing by by the rules, if you play by the rules right now. So I, I, I do hope that... The point they're getting across to the American people that Republicans cannot govern seems pretty obvious right now. I hope that is worth the real danger that the country is in right now. Uh, I I do
1: have to say, Rosemary, that I wouldn't work with a man who didn't vote to certify the election, who essentially had a deal with Biden on the budget and then immediately gave it up. And then goes on a Sunday talk shows and
0: throws the Democrats under the bus, and the Democrats right. say, Oh, more of that, please." Yeah, yeah. No, you're, there's no, there's no dispute about that. Doesn't it make you horrified to think that if Jordan got in, and Trump uh, loses the is the nominee and loses, and then we're have then we're in the thing where we're certifying elections. I mean, I think that's what really is at stake, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and i i am i was very happy to see them even more republicans voted against them the second time than the first time joe i cut you off i'm sorry
2: no but you know i was th- i was thinking uh candy's reference to uh the democrats and kevin mccarthy you know i you can't blame the democrats for saying no we're not voting for you fella you know you 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 reneged on how many agreements you you voted to you wanted to uh, overturn the election well take a hike but then you looking back on that now you start to wonder Well, was that such a bad idea uh you know looking at what they've got going on now maybe maybe kevin mccarthy wouldn't have been such a bad deal after all
0: he's not looking as bad as he did once
2: yeah right right exactly
0: I mean, he's only a, a, an unreliable liar. <laughs> That's that seems pretty good compared to some of the rest.
2: Yeah, outside, you know, outside of that, what's your problem?
0: Do you see any possibility of some dark horse Republican or or Democrat, a conservative Democrat, that would be acceptable that we're not thinking about, who's not on our radar right now?
2: I can see Kenny and I are both shaking our heads. No.
0: I, I can't either. I can't either.
2: I, I can't imagine who it would be. I mean, you know, Steve Scalise, the guy who once described him oh. as, as David Duke David Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Come Let's on. get
0: the KKKer in there. That's great. Yeah, right. Um, exactly. I don't know. I, I uh I, I despair of this and uh is there a way to change the rules at this point? And educate me. Will we in January, if they were to allow the uh, speaker pro tem to have any kind of power to get at least keep going, would we have a chance in January for a democratic takeover of the House again? Or the, are there not enough seats up? I don't. I'm asking. I don't know the answer to this. That's I mean, little- how long can this go on?
2: That, that's really hard to say. Well, Democrats aren't going to take over in January. The elections are not till November next November
0: you're right you're yeah. right this um, year won't help us at all of course no.
2: uh-uh. uh um is there any chance somebody's going to have a change of heart uh I'm not holding my breath on that
0: the most the most shocking thing to me was listening to Matt Gates being quizzed on CNN about um what he thinks he accomplished by ousting Kevin McCarthy what what did you achieve with this? And he had a surprise, a hard time answering this. Uh, they said, "Well, you know, no legislation is being considered." And his response was, "Well, there was a lot of legislation that we were considering that I didn't want us to consider." That's what we're in the hands of nihilists and anarchists right now.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, keeping in yeah. mind, Jim Jordan is proud of not ha- having gotten a bill through Congress in the entire time he's been there.
0: Oh my God. Despicable. I wasn't
2: you know, I wasn't elected to pass laws.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So who knows where this is gonna end up? Uh maybe that Jordan or McCarthy are both out, or maybe they'll be back in again, or there'll be new people who are gonna be vying for this. The the one thing I think for certain is it we'll be a Republican, probably a really bad one, and not a Democrat.
2: And our Mail on the Brink is brought to you by Pine Valley Press, a Williamstown, Massachusetts-based music publishing company, and by Peacock Pots. Check out their handcrafted pottery coming soon at
0: PeacockPots.com. Well, we wish that we could forget about what's happening in the world and in the house, and we can't because, I guess... Old as we are, guys, we're still <laughs> young enough, young enough that we can worry about memory. And so, for the last segment, um, I, I, I wanted to talk about some new research that's been in the news lately about memory loss and dementia and uh, what happens when we get older. Candy, I know you have some thoughts on this.
1: Well, having just turned 70 last week, um, I, I have to admit that this topic is intriguing to me because I don't have the fears and uh, you know, I had a grandmother who had dementia. Um, and you know, it was, it was tough all the way around, but personally, it's like, I can't do anything about it. It's going to happen if it's going to happen. And, you know, I know what time, the garbage train runs through, through sandwich. And if it comes to it, you know, me and the garbage train are going to get to know each other really, really well. Um, and I say that sort of in jest. Um, I was I was brought back to this topic not only by you, Rosemary, and your, and your questions, but also because Len Downey, the former editor of the Washington Post, uh, apparently has um, written a book, uh, his new memoir called 80, An octogenarian's journal, of which an excerpt was in the Washington Post. And the first thing I was reminded of was that Len Downey is a fabulous editor, uh, one of the best ever. But as a writer himself,
0: um, (laughs) not so much. (laughs) Lightwood
1: was kind of dry. Um, But the thing I took away from it was there was nothing remarkable in his in his vision of turning eighty. You know, I mean, it was like. Fell down. Pain in right butt cheek. (laughs) I took my troubles with applesauce. I visited the dermatologist and had some of my face burned off. Fell again. I read more obits now. Oh, my auto insurance just went up. And I'm like, okay, so where's the, you know, like, where's the there? Where's the... yeah, And and that's when it came to me that, like, we're all in the same boat here. And if we're lucky, we... uh, we age with people who are aging on the same timeline, um, and maybe yeah. that, maybe that's just Pollyanna on my part. But that's kind of where I am.
0: Okay, so I, I my mother has dementia, and I uh, she has lost memory. She her conversations now are the same three or four questions repeated over and over and over again, and I have come to see that forgetting some things is not bad she can't remember for example my dad's funeral she can't remember her mother dying this is this is not terribly awful but she can't function she's not herself there's such a loss of identity there that memory loss really does scare me way more than physical diseases including even cancer that you can get out. I would I, if I had to choose I, I want neither. I wanted them to fix arthritis and death. I thought the baby boomers were going to sail into like e- eternal life. And here we are dealing with this. But the memory stuff is interesting to me because is it true that there's really nothing we can do? We have not figured out what that is up to now, but uh, science is working on this. And um, one of the studies that came out recently, it was in the Washington Post, covered a lot was um, there are things you can do. Um, Some of them, I know we are already not doing, drinking, uh, smoking, uh, do not help your your memory. Sleep does, sleep a lot. Uh, uh, Eat healthy. If you're obese, you're going to have a tendency to to have dementia. You can prevent that. Exercise is the best thing. And um, um, and, and being social, talking with friends like this is very good for keeping (laughs) your memory. So that's what we're doing for this. And, and the number one thing, I hate it, is exercise. I, too, had a birth, recent birthday, and someone sent me a card that said, the secret to staying young is diet and exercise. And you open it up, and it says rightly, that secret sucks. <laughs> 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 My son, the fitness trainer, says, yeah, if you, if you want to stay, and live to 100 and really be yourself. You have to get on an exercise bike or a treadmill. Oh, my gosh, Joel, okay. how about I'm you?
2: So sorry to hear that. you know <laughs> no. well, I read that same study in the, that same piece in the post. And you know as I read it, I said, well, you know, I'm careful about my diet. I am way overweight, but I am careful about my diet. I exercise. um I do a lot of walking. I get on the uh on the on the elliptical machine uh, a couple of times a week and and it also talked about things like reading and having social yeah. contact and and you can slow the process. So I'm not terribly worried about it and it made me feel better when I realized that if you occasionally forget names and things like that big deal, you can live with it. It's it's to be expected. Um and that's you know those changes started fifty and and I'm well past that milestone, so I'm not terribly worried about all of it. But there are times when I walk into a room and go, you know that
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, what am
2: I doing here? Or or better yet, uh, I'll pull my phone out and get online to look up something, and get distracted. And by the time I finish with what I'm distracted by,
0: I forget what I was looking up, so that's true but so, you know. so here there are coping mechanisms i've discovered right, 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 one right. It, one is humor which i know both of you use uh i have more lines for when i forget stuff in class and my students are looking at me horrified <laughs> than comedians do for hecklers you know i'm ready for it um and the second thing are these little laptops these computers our parents didn't have that you know i forget something now and i just punch it in and i can i can find an answer relatively quickly let me get this exactly for you and 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 that works immensely uh immensely well too so we're we're kind of lucky that we have that we have these little techniques yeah um,
2: the other day uh one of my neighbors was asking me about some gigs i have coming up with some bands i'm in and i said well wait a minute i'm playing wait Hold it. It's on my phone. Here. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> Bingo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Or. Yeah. You I know, have I the didn't... whole name for you. I got to check the spelling. I'll send it to you in a message later. I'll right. text it to you. Yeah. Right. Candy, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well,
1: I didn't have kids. And I find now that I put myself in a place where kids are, whether it's working in the library or it's working at the local BMX racetrack as a race official. I I put myself in with kids and I, you know, they keep me on my toes. They're yeah. talking in a new language that I don't know, but I want to learn it. And <laughs> they talk about things that I'm just, you know, and I write things down and it's like, I gotta go look that up. What, they, what, is, what are they talking about? And I come home and I look it up and I'm real sort of happy about it. Um, so, I, you know, okay. So I'm making up for lost time with kids. Maybe
0: that's part of the mechanism as well. I find my kids have aged me greatly and the opposite of that. But So as we're wrapping up here, I realize that in two episodes now, I have not mentioned the name of Trump. I can't believe that I have done this. And so we have a little bit of time. There's new developments in some of his legal cases. You think this is the end? Is it coming? Is it finally coming for him, Joel?
2: No. This guy... <laughs> He said, "I could shoot somebody in the middle, of what was it was Fifth Avenue, right? And and still and get away with it. And I think he can."
0: Candy, are you more hopeful for the future of the country?
1: I think Biden's going to win handily next November. I think the Democrats are going to take retake the House based on what's going on now, and I think they hold the Senate. I think this whole thing has been really bad for the Republicans. And, um, you know, and that's just, that's how I get through the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, I, and you know, I, I mock this as liberal wishfulness, because my nightmare, what I think of is, Trump will get in, The RF, uh, uh, Robert Kennedy will, will hurt Biden, uh, his age will hurt him, all these crises will hurt him. Trump will get in, and then think about how he would handle Ukraine or Gaza or the House of Representatives chaos.
2: That's That's too scary, scary, Rosemary. I know,
0: I know, I know. So uh, with that, I wanna conclude with uh, a toast to uh, the young people. We did not really appeal to them with all this doom, gloom, and old age stuff, but I wanna make a toast um, that they have a future to look forward to and that there is peace in Gaza and in Ukraine and in the U.S. House of Representatives.
1: Cheers.
2: And our Mail on the Brink is brought to you by Pine Valley Press, a Williamstown, Massachusetts-based music publishing company, and by Peacock Pots. Check out their handcrafted pottery coming soon at PeacockPots.com.